Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I'm privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished individual from Israel, Josiah Nakash. Josiah, welcome to the show. Hi, Ashutosh. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, Josiah is the co-founder of the CEO Collective, and we'll talk about what she does there. She's also the founder of the Good Vibe Agencies. And interestingly, she's from the Israel Defense Forces, where she has been a sniper instructor. That's what is most exciting for me. I was uh, the second female sniper instructor in the wow. Israeli army many wow. years ago. Wow. So maybe we'll talk about that also. So tell me, Josiah, what would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career? Three key milestones, I'd say it all started when I lost two sisters right at the end of my army service. Wow. I lost two sisters, one right at, with a year apart. Mm -hmm. And of course, that changed the whole course of my life because it really changes you. Unfortunately, the only way for us to sort of get woken up mm -hmm. about what's really going on here is through these negative events. So mm -hmm. I got a very big wake up call. Wow. Um, that really uh, influenced my life. And then mm -hmm. a few years later, I discovered what that was all about. And it was to lead me to really understand why we're here. What's the purpose of life? What's the meaning of life? I'm not going to get into all that here, but it's very, you know, earth shattering stuff. It's not, you know, you're, it's definitely losing, some people lose one sister, you know, <laughs> 50 years apart I lost them one year apart so I really started saying like what's going on something's that's, going on here this is so strange sorry. I'm sorry to hear that I, I lost a brother a young my, my baby brother uh, eight years ago so I I can empathize with what you're saying and I was 18 so mm. I never expected to bury my beautiful sister so it's really like that's very sad. very life-changing I agree with you and then give me two other milestones so two other milestones, like I said, was discovering my purpose for being here, which was a huge milestone. Um, and after that was getting married and having a daughter, which was a huge, huge milestone I for me. And, wonderful. you know, then you really understand what it means to invest in another human being, you I, know. It's, uh, I agree with you. So let's talk about, uh, you know, your, uh, your, your organization called the CEO Collective. Tell me what you do here and what are your objectives okay well i'm a big uh, marketing consultant for the high-tech sector here in israel mm. i've always worked with founders literally you know from the stage where you're in a coffee shop writing on a napkin some mm. of those companies are some of our most successful high-tech companies nice. i help them raise funding i help them with strategy I basically did everything to get them out to the world before they had a marketing department. You know, it was just the founders, their technology, and they had nothing in those days. Mm -hmm. Israelis in those days barely even knew what marketing was. Mm -hmm. So I just used to do everything and I just used to launch them to the world. And they were very, very successful. All the branding and everything, everything, um, all the writing, their whole image. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I used to do. So... The I, I wanted to start explaining to companies the new things that they have to be saying now, the new mm -hmm. image that they have to have to be successful, mm -hmm. which is not just about business anymore. Now companies have to be very conscious. They have to 
have an image that are, they appear to be caring about the whole, about the collective. The, the you go into any site and you have the very boring about us solutions products and all that. I think is just going to go away because people want to connect where there's human warmth. They want to they want to feel things. We've all gotten a lot more emotional. We got a huge boost of EQ from this whole pandemic, mm-hmm. so we want to feel connected to. To, to these brands and actually the brands that are doing the best right now are very very uh purpose-driven brands mm-hmm. the ceo of unilever he's unilever he said in a live the other day mm-hmm. that his growth his purpose uh products they're they have the highest growth okay. they're leading in growth mm-hmm. we're going into a whole new stage of business and now we have to be much more conscious about how we're contributing to the whole so I created the CEO Collective. At, at first, I wanted to just influence the marketing of companies mm-hmm. with all these new things. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that that's not going to work. You can't come from the outside and, and say, now speak a different way. People have to go through an experience. Mm-hmm. They have to experience this collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. They have to experience this new integral feeling, and then they will know what changes to make. So that's why I created the CEO Collective. We bring people together. We bring leaders together. Mm-hmm. They go through a very simple human experience together. There's a connection game. There's a workshop question. Give me an example of what you, how you bring people together and maybe share an experience. Sure. Like uh, we did with the um, Entrepreneurs Forum in the north of London a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. We create an event it was actually a two-hour event. Mm-hmm. We bring all these leaders together. They were all CEOs, chairmen, investors. They were very high-level leaders. Sure. Now, it might sound a bit counterintuitive in the middle of the day for these people to be sitting and not talking about how to improve your sales, not getting a presentation about you know, making your business better. It's just purely we bring people together to focus Mm. on connection. Because Mm -hmm. what I'm claiming is that when we focus on connection, we create this amazing vibe between people. And then all the amazing business stuff will flow from there and it'll flow much easier Mm. because we sort of get past this egoistic thing that's blocking us so we bring people together the leaders and they go through a very simple process it's not rocket science there's a connection game Mm -hmm. like in the entrepreneurs forum we spoke about the the question the the connection game was uh what hobby did you start during lockdown Mm -hmm. and really the highest level person in the event he was telling us how he started laying bricks in his house and how he revamped his old rover you know his jeep and stuff and there was this very uh, fancy lawyer there she started saying she she ordered bees mm-hmm. and she started beekeeping mm-hmm. in the middle of the pandemic i mean Amazing. so then all of a sudden you see these people in a completely different light and these okay. people who are actually a community of leaders mm-hmm. all of a sudden had this incredible new level of connection between them yes very nice so you know when i was reading about you you also said that you are helping companies to manage the toxic human energies that exist between us help me understand this with an example so everywhere in our world there's toxic energy between humans mm-hmm. i think now i think in the past people didn't understand what i was talking about but i think now it's a lot clearer that we have this toxic energy Uh, We don't really think well of our fellow man. Mm -hmm. We're always 
very focused on ourselves, me, me, me. I look at the whole situation in Texas, how that Senator mm -hmm. Ted Cruz, he just got on a plane. <laughs> People didn't have water, food, heating, and he hopped on a plane to Cancun with his family. I mean, what better example do you need okay. that... People are but, just sort you know, of staying with the corporate sector. Uh, when when you when you are faced with such toxic energy, what uh, would you do as 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 an, someone who'll inter intervene? So um, even if you don't see it with your eyes, and even mm -hmm. if there aren't actual clashes and people, you know, actually fighting, the mm -hmm. toxic energy is there. It's beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. I'm not so concerned with what people are saying to each other. I'm concerned with what's under the engine mm -hmm. that people are. In any company, we've created this egoistic system. Mm. In any company, people are trampling to get ahead, to be number one, to be yeah, next right. to the boss, to get a better title, to get a promotion. And you do that by trampling on other people. And that's how the system was set up. Okay. So there's all this stuff going on under the surface in any company, in any organization. So what am I saying? That we have to bring people together. Mm. We have to first be aware that it exists. And before people used to not understand what I'm talking about. And I think now it's much clearer what I'm talking about, that it's there and people are starting to talk about it now, which I'm yeah. very happy about. Okay. And uh, you bring people together and you systematically invest in human connection. Okay. And you do that being very conscious that that toxic energy is there. It's beneath the surface. So you don't need to actually wait to a point of eruption where people are fighting and there's these huge clashes. You don't have to wait for that. You can okay. very systematically bring your global team together, activate your global connection and you know, connect people on a deeper level. And that's going to protect you mm -hmm. from all this destruction that it's costing companies billions and billions of dollars. Okay. You know, it takes nowadays one person to do one stupid thing in a company and, you know, an airline, you know, there's all these stories mm -hmm. from the last few years. And the, the brand is ruined. People tearing up their membership card and everything because one person Correct. ego erupted. Correct. Very well said. So, you know, one of the, the, one of the challenges that this, or the opportunities that have come up as a result of the pandemic is that people have been able to integrate much better with their families. But from a corporate perspective, connections, integration, cohesion seems to have been lost. And you say the next wave of human and tech innovation will be around human connection, integration and cohesion. How will this happen? Well, let me give you an example because the the uh, CEO of Unilever, um, Alan Jope, he, he he gave a live a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "There's 150,000 people in our company mm. that I bring the whole company together to get." Um, and he's an amazing conscious leader of the future. He's an incredible mm -hmm. leader. I'm not criticizing him. He says he puts out an email and invites the whole company to this uh, session where he mm. talks to them. Mm. Only 14,000 people out of the 150,000 people that work for him get an email because the others don't have email. They work in factories. Mm -hmm. Out of those 14,000, only 7,000 joined the session with him because, you know, it's the time and everything. Sure. So 7,000 people are on this call with the CEO. And what do they do? They write questions. And whichever question is upvoted the most, mm -hmm. uh, that's the question he answers. So it's an amazing initiative that the CEO is taking Very an good. hour out of his yeah. time and connecting with his people in some way. Mm -hmm. But imagine if 
instead of the CEO being the star of this uh, situation mm -hmm. and uh, being the one with all the answers, mm -hmm. and no human individual is the one with all the answers because we've mm -hmm. entered a collective stage. We need to come up with answers together now, collectively. Mm -hmm. Imagine if he brought 150,000 people together on a special platform because mm -hmm. Zoom and Microsoft, they can't oh. handle that many people okay. going into a session together and going into breakout rooms. You need new mm -hmm. platforms mm -hmm. for that. And maybe putting something in factories so it'd be very easy for those people to connect, people that mm -hmm. don't have Zoom, people that don't have emails. Imagine how powerful it would Absolutely. be if he brought all those people together and mm -hmm. they went through a very simple workshop together. Mm -hmm. How are you managing through the pandemic? How are you feeling? Connecting with different people from all over the world. These people are all pushing and focused in the same direction and the success of this huge br mm. global brand, but they've never connected. So imagine how much value there would be if you suddenly connected all these people. Mm, very interesting. The one, more, one more question before I move to another part of our discussion. You also mentioned that the currency of tomorrow is good energy. It's so clear to see in the high-tech sector here, the companies that are getting the most funding, the companies that are flying successful through this pandemic are companies where there are just good vibes, mm -hmm. where there's good vibes between the founders, between mm -hmm. the people in the company. It's so it's so obvious. It's, it's so clear that that's the most important thing. There has to be a good spirit. You know, sometimes you walk into a company and there's all programmers and they're just, they have their heads down and God forbid they should look up and you can just cut the, t and you know, you can feel that the managers are fighting. You can just feel this tension in the air. You know what I mean? When you walk into companies yeah, like yeah. that, those companies are not going to succeed. Mm -hmm. You can't go into this new stage of conscious leadership and everybody's talking about all this DEI stuff, diversity, mm -hmm. equality, and inclusion. You mm -hmm. just can't be, you can't have all that fear and uncertainty and tension in the air and mm -hmm. succeed in business anymore. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, Jodhaya, let's move on to uh, some more questions for you. You know, you worked with so many large organizations, so many startups. You know, you've been in advertising. As an individual, what are some of the core values you believe in? Um, I wasn't born with these core values, but the core values are connection, human mm -hmm. connection, how we treat, we need to treat other people the way we want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And that is not going to come naturally. Mm -hmm. It's not going to come naturally to any of us. We're going to have to be conscious that we have this problem and we're going to have to systematically work at improving human connection. Mm -hmm. So my core values are I've always been honesty, transparency. I'm an open book. Mm -hmm. I never, you know, that's how I treat people. That's how I behave. And that's how I expect other people to behave. Okay. And let me now relate this with uh, you, what we spoke about right in the beginning, about you being the second woman sniper. How does being a sniper or trained as a sniper <laughs> uh, conflict or uh, resonate with the core values that you spoke about. It's funny because Enrique from Hacking HR asked me the exact same question. First of all, it was over 30 years ago. Okay. I was the second female instructor. And uh, in those days, they didn't let women shoot anyone. In those days, women were just instructors mm -hmm. for soldiers on the base. Yeah. We didn't actually go out to the field. But mm -hmm. now things are different. Now there's female fighter pilots. And now women do go out with actual ammunition okay. out 
to where men go. And I was dying to do that when I was in the army, but I couldn't. In those days, women were treated very differently. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, well said. But then, you know, uh, to have become a sniper instructor, you must have been trained as a, sh- as a, as a, as a shooter. Yes, of course. And women are very good at it because it requires wow. very delicate, very sensitive. So women are actually better at it than men. Well said, well said. So, uh, you know, you worked with startups and I'm going to ask you one question on startups. And this is a question I ask many people who ask uh, because, you know, the general view around the world is that only one out of 10 startups actually makes it. My question to you, Josiah, is that what, in your opinion, are some of the basic mistakes startup entrepreneurs make? It's not my opinion. It's a fact. Okay. After years and years of watching startups and working with startups, it's a fact. Mm -hmm. If the founders are fighting, if Mm -hmm. the founders, if the ego is popped up between the founders, Mm -hmm. the company is dead. It doesn't matter if they raise $300 million. The company is dead in the water. And... um, I have an example from really from the early days. Mm -hmm. There was a company, this founder, he just randomly chose four people to be his founders. You know, it's much safer Mm -hmm. to choose people who, you know, your brother, your best friend from high school. And then even if you do have those disagreements, and of course, those things are going to pop up. A startup is a very evolving, dynamic situation. Mm So it's better, better for you to choose people who you have this natural connection with because this stuff is going to come up. I, one of uh, the CEOs of one of our biggest, biggest, most successful startups, he was here the other day and he, mm-hmm. he does, he, he took his brother to be his founder and his best friend. And he said, mm-hmm. the way we get along now, we just don't speak to each other. We each have our areas and that's it, you know, okay. but the, the startup that I'm talking about for many years ago, where the founder just took four random people to be mm-hmm. his founders, mm-hmm. they ended up. Uh, all the egos popped up there and they ended up having this huge fight and they actually pushed him out of his own company. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like horrible, horrible things happen and it's mm-hmm. all because this bad energy between people and it trickles down and it radiates and mm-hmm. it's just the most destructive force. So the most important yeah, thing for an entrepreneur to do is surround himself with people mm-hmm. who we they know they can get through anything together, the ups and the downs, and they're not going to start killing each other and blaming each other. And that's why Israeli startups are so successful, because most of them are people that came out of the army together. Mm. The intel- uh, some of them are from the intelligence uh, unit. And in the army, you learn, you know, you're all in this together. There's no religions. There's no this color people, that color people. There's no politics it's a very human bonding situation and it's a situation where you bond with people that you wouldn't normally bond with uh, in regular society because some of them are poor from poor areas some of them are wealthy but in the in the army you bond in the in the army everyone's very equal well very well said so i'm going to move now to your good vibe agency uh, tell me a little bit about this venture so i created the good vibe agency like i said before i wanted to tell companies you know, the marketing for the new era Mm -hmm. that they need to start taking advantage of all their power and resources to put new messages. And then I realized uh, recently in the last year or two that it's not going to help to come and tell these very, very high level marketing people do this, do that, because they're like gods, you know, the CMO of Kellogg's or, you know, the CMO of Starbucks, you know, Mm -hmm. they're 
So I understood that they're going to have to go through this experience and then they're going to understand. But what it's really about is, you know, we have, especially in America, Americans sit down, I'm from Canada, I'm Canadian. Mm -hmm. We sit down in the morning in North America, you have on the table a cereal box, you have a milk box, and you read what's on the, the box together. You know, there's so much space on mm -hmm. all these consumer products mm -hmm. to put messages that would help us get through this stage in a far more beneficial way, in a far more sustainable way. Think about everything you pick up and how much room there is if we get rid of all the stupid stuff we write on all these products, you know, all the percentages and blah, 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 and ingredients, you know, you don't need to take up the whole space for that. And imagine if we started putting messages, mm. we're all in this together, let's lift each other. A lot of messages that have actually come out during the pandemic, let's be kinder to each other. Mm. You know, especially kids need to get these messages. We need to, our human ego is constantly pulling us in one direction. Correct. And we need to constantly have these reminders about, you know, being better humans, this whole situation, this whole pandemic is about being better humans, but we're going to need constant reminders, because it's not going to come naturally. Mm. Very nice. So I'm going to now move to the last part of our conversation, which is some questions for you personally. So you know, Jodha has a successful career, successful life, doing so much good work for so many organizations. From where you stand today, as you look back at life and as you look ahead, what does success mean to Josiah? Success means that I spread the most important things in the world, that I get these new, sort of a new value system into mm -hmm. the world. And it's very complicating because it's sort of opposite to our current value system. Mm -hmm. Our current value system is egoistic, you know, pyramid get to the top, be number yes. one, be the best. Mm. And imagine what's going to happen when we turn all this around, that we're mm. going to compete at doing more for others, that we're going to compete at doing more for the collective. And by the way, the more successful you are at business, the more you can positively impact the collective. Correct. So people might get a wrong idea and think, oh, I have to start handing out money. I have to start giving away my assets. No, just the opposite. Be a very successful company. Be the most successful company in the world mm -hmm. so you can do more good for the world, so you can positively contribute to this whole thing. Hmm. And my last question to you now, you know, you are a startup guru in Israel. Uh, you help so many companies. And this question is for the thousands of young people who will listen to you around the world. What would your advice be to a young startup entrepreneur who's starting off on his or her journey in the world? It's all about connection. Mm -hmm. um, in the past, a founder used to be able to come and read a lot of books and get an idea and consult with a few people and find some investor and start a company. Mm -hmm. And that's the old stage. We're heading into a collective stage now. So now it's very important that we understand that our human growth, mm -hmm. accelerating our human development is only going to be in a group from now on. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be some star entrepreneur anymore. It's not going to work like that anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that you're a group of people and you're in this together. And actually the startup world is a great example of that. How founders, they are very, very dependent on each other and they go through a lot of stuff together. But what I would say to a young entrepreneur is be very conscious and actually 
this generation of entrepreneurs that's coming up now, they're going to fix this whole mess. Mm-hmm. They, it's, it's much more natural. All the things that I'm talking about, being conscious and thinking about the collective. I have a 17-year-old daughter. It comes much naturally, much more naturally to this generation. Right. They are already, it's like built in with them. They're already thinking about the collective and how to make things better. They're not thinking about just making millions of dollars. They're mm-hmm. thinking about really doing something that's going to benefit the world. Yep. So they are, the, they are going to do a much better job of fixing things than mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. But what I would tell them is be very conscious of that you're doing this in a group mm-hmm. and that to get smarter now, we're going to get smarter in a group we're not going to get smart anymore from sitting and reading books the 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 bonus of my intelligence is in the people around me i can only get that extra uh clarity about how to move forward and what the best steps are i'm going to get it from the people around me it's between us you know why because we're going to unlock all that positive energy between us Mm -hmm. it's locked right now inside the human ego so we can't access it but when we get past the human ego we're going to be able to unlock all that amazing human energy and that's where we're going to discover all these amazing new you know it's going to be lots of inspiration and new ideas it's going to come from that from this group of people around us fabulous julia thank you so much i mean you know i'm so grateful you've shared so many of your learnings and so much of your wisdom with all of us. I wish you lots of success. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.